following is a presentation of Financial Crisis Recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Hey, hey, welcome everybody. How are you doing this morning? Welcome to another fabulous episode of Cover Your Assets. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that I think is going to be uh, very uh, or of great interest to people, uh, and that topic is uh, commercial real estate. It is all about uh, tenants uh, who have no business. It's going to be about landlords who maybe have uh, lesser or no rents at all. It's about the fact that they may have uh, bank and financial obligations to make their payments while not receiving payments from tenants. And all of those things that are extremely problematic, uh, that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, so uh, I hopefully I have both of you guys on the phone. John, are you there? They haven't called in yet. Oh, my goodness. All but right. you know who did give me a call yesterday? Who's that? Joey. Joey D. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't talked to him in months. Yeah, former producer of the show. Um, all right. Hang on just a second here. I'll try and figure out. Um, so anyway, um, this is this is a big topic. Uh, it's a topic that's all about having to uh, having to work out a plan with those people and how to how to figure out what you can pay, what you don't pay, whether or not it's going to hurt your credit or not, and what the challenges are going to be. I think, uh, Evan, I think we're going to have to take a break because I'm going to have to call these guys. I don't think they're aware that they're supposed to call in. So I'm going to do that. And actually, you know what here? Um, let's just see here if I can... If I can uh, do something with them, I don't think so. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a call, Evan. Let's take a break, and we'll come back, and hopefully we'll have Attorney Tim Lacroix on and John Whitcomb on the line, and then we can actually have our show. So we'll be back in just a moment. Specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Commercial real estate. If you're looking to lease, purchase, or sell commercial real estate, working with the right team is everything. Metro East Commercial Real Estate is the name to know. John and Ann Whitcomb, along with their team, have over 35 years experience. They have the knowledge and skill to represent and guide you every step of the way. Whether you're a seasoned professional real estate investor, a business owner, or possibly would just like to learn and gain knowledge to get involved in commercial real estate investing, Metro East Commercial Real Estate should be your first call. You can find them on the web by going to metroeastcre.com, that's M-E-T-R-O-E-A-S-T-C-R-E.com, or by calling them at 651-351-5005. Again, that number, 651-351-5005. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. 
If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at FixAutoUSA.com. That's FixAutoUSA.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. We are back. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, we're going to get rid of some of our technical difficulties here, and we have them both on the line. Tim, do we have you on the line? Tim LaCroix, are you there? Oh, boy. Tim. I heard him. Okay. All right. Here we go. Got it. All right. Her, All right. Good, good. John, good morning, you, Todd. Good, good morning to you. I'm so happy that you're here, and I'm not alone. John, are you there as well? I am. All right. Very good. So now we can do our show, folks. All right. So just just uh, as a as a as as context, let's again say this is real estate specific. Uh, this is all he does is real estate uh, law attorney Tim LaCroix, who has years of experience in real estate law. And we have John Whitcomb, who is the owner and president of Metro East CRE.com. If you want to write down that uh, website address, Metro East CRE.com. And uh, John has a substantial portfolio of investment, uh, commercial investment real estate. And so he is the landlord as well as helps people who are clients of his. He's also a real estate agent and has a real estate firm manage those properties. And so he's on both sides of that. And Tim is here to give us the legal components within this. And make no mistake, folks, this is going on 
everywhere. Uh, business owners have been shut down. Uh, our, our governor has shut many, many components to business down, meaning that they have no revenue coming in, which means how in the world are they going to pay rent? And then you've got a tenant or a landlord on the other side of that who either has financing with a loan payment that is due with no rents coming in from their tenants or the money that's coming in, they paid for their commercial real estate with their own retirement money and the income that they are to receive from their tenants is the money that they use to put food on their table and live and survive. Either case is horrific. So we've got it going on right now and that's what we're going to be talking about. So, hey guys, is that does that encapsulate kind of the whole deal right there? Yeah, I think it's a good summary. All right. Well, very good. So, so the the biggest issue that we have right now today is that that we have a lot of people who are saying I can't pay my rent without any regard for what what the landlords got going. Uh and uh we may have landlords that have are working with banks who aren't giving them any reprieve at all or as I've said already if they are the landlord meaning they also are the bank well, then that's their money, and how are they to live if they don't have their own personal reserves to be able to handle that? I mean, that's going on all over the place, isn't it, John? Yeah, I had a client who's based out of California and owns uh, a large number of child care centers, and, and child care is a, an industry that is running but not running at an optimal level. A lot of people that um, would normally have their children in daycare are at home. So they aren't uh, they aren't utilizing the daycare centers, but the daycare sent many centers, uh, privately owned ones, are remaining open and uh, to serve for schools uh, and uh, first responders, and and that's a great business, but it's running at about fifty uh, percent of what they normally would run at. So even though they're open and they're operating, trying to keep as many of their employees as possible, they're not running or making money. They're actually burning money right now, even though they're staying open. And that's that's almost the third dynamic. It, it's, it's the business that's open. It's like a lot of restaurants right now are open, but doing just takeout, and, and they're keeping some employees happy, but they aren't making money. And, and so they're they're looking to landlords for some reprieve they're looking to the government for some help uh possibly and uh you know everybody's trying to piecemeal this together in order to kind of weather the immediate storm well i think it's interesting what he just said tim because uh, we have all pretty much heard about the restaurants that are doing takeout. And in fact, my, my wife and I just, uh, went to, I'll give a plug to, to, uh, Redstone last night and ordered out and picked it up. And that's great. But for a lot of them, if there's no plan, either by the tenant who is renting from the landlord, where the tenant has gone to the landlord and asked for a reduced rent or some something, and, and then that that landlord has actually granted that option, for a lot of them, all they're doing is lessening a burn rate. A burn rate, folks, just meaning that the monies that are coming in are not enough to cover the, the minimal cost, and they're actually spending their own money to subsidize that gap, and that gap being the burn rate. So they're just minimizing a burn rate, but they're still losing money hand over fist. So 
I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you have. It's either one, you've only got so much time before you run out of money. So that's a finite timeline. Or the question just becomes, how long do you want to continue to throw good money after bad until you simply don't want to use your own money, your own home equity, your own retirement, your own own personal funds that you may need down the road for food yourself to subsidize these losses, right? Right, right. So I think there's two things, particularly from a business owners, whether they're entirely shut down from the government, you know, certain businesses uh, that uh, that are considered are considered non-essential, uh, and then those who are on a, on a partial operations uh, scheme. First of all, all those business owners, and I think this would apply to uh, those self-funded property owners as well, this is what the CARES Act is, is intended to provide some sort of a stopgap. So uh, uh, a week ago, uh, those applications were supposed to go online. Um, those businesses need to be talking to their SBA uh, l- lenders and, um, and figuring out what they need to do and get those applications in. Um, my understanding is there's some limitation to those funds, but uh, also understand that the government wants to keep those. So that's one line that they should be pursuing. But, but fundamentally, uh, these business owners need to be in conversation with their, with their landlords um, and, and working out a plan together. At this point, everyone recognizes we're all kind of in this boat together. And uh, from my experience in dealing with lots of litigation, um, you know, this is the time when you want to make a deal, right? When everyone recognizes the, the, that we need to work together to help support one another. And so coming up with a plan. Uh, some of those plans look at uh, forbearance, where some of the you know, rent is, is either in entirely reduce or uh, a plan to pick it up in, in 60 days with a repayment. Uh, some workouts involve paying CAM, those those operating expenses for the landlord, because in addition to mortgages, you still got to have electricity and gas and, and insurance that's being paid in the property. Common and area so, maintenance for yeah, those of you. Common area maintenance, exactly. So, uh, you know, but those com- the communication, right? Communication is fundamental. Uh, between these business owners and their landlords. And again, forgive me, but there's that lawyer in me. Uh, th- those leases are, are of primary importance, right? Because that initially defined the relationship between these business owners and their landlords. And, uh, and everyone wants to know what those force majeure clauses mean now in their leases. We're, we're going to be talking about that. But, you know, uh, the, the, the individual, uh, independent individual in me uh, screams out, about the CARES Act. Now, just so you know, folks, Congress just rejected uh, the bill trying to help business owners because, of course, business owners are rich anyway. So why should we ever help those people, right? And 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 they only vote a certain way anyway. So why in the world would we want to help? certain people so the 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 consumers are getting on fha mortgages a one-year forbearance where they don't have to make mortgage payments for a year they put it on the back end of the loan or they can have a workout program after the fact they don't report late payment history on the individual the government has then beyond the fha and the va loans that they actually have control over they've asked the major lenders to do the same thing and follow suit there's only been a very small handful of 
who have all followed suit, but many of them are going three and four months uh, as as a hiatus or a, or a, or a forbearance or reprieve, and then they're all having different terms around those things. As in, some of them are going to require your three months that you don't pay in one shot at the end. Mm-hmm. Some of them are going to do payment plans. Some of them are good enough to put them on the back end of the loan, and the and the and the and the business owners and the business lines of credit or business loans. Many of the banks are saying screw that, and they're not doing it. So it's not one standard approach to this. It's all across the board, you guys. John, yeah, that's that's one of the one of the things that we've been working with with some of our clients is just trying to figure out what the right approach for their business because everybody's business is a little different, a little bigger, smaller, and they have different cash needs. You know, there's different requirements. Some of the, some of the local smaller lenders have been very aggressive to get that money out to the the business owners that have accounts with them. The bigger lenders uh, within our company, uh, my wife does payroll for a lot of different uh, small to medium sized businesses and some that work at the larger banks like Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank, those those lenders are more difficult to get a hold of to try to get this this uh, CARES Act funding and the the payroll protection uh, loans uh, established. They, they are much more difficult at a big lender than they are at smaller lenders. And those those you know those loans are really just meant for. You know, I mean, they're really meant for less than 60 days and the funds that are being provided most likely to try to help keep people employed will last maybe a month. So if we're still talking about this problem, um, you know, in early May, we're probably going to those those funds that are being issued now are going to have run out. All right. And, and so, forgive me, uh, you guys want to keep your, your heads and your phones in the same place because you're cutting out in and out as you're talking here. Um, so, here's the thing about that. The big banks, like John just mentioned, have standardized approaches to these things. And they actually have the reserves and the funds and the, and the government conversations going on to be able to offer those things. A lot of the smaller banks aren't doing that. They're taking a very different and postured approach to this, wherein they don't want to tell anybody they're going to make any concessions whatsoever and they want to vet every single one of these individual decisions and only do as much as they absolutely need to do because they're looking at our funds your funds and they don't want to give up any of their funds not receiving uh, uh, consistent payments on their loans and they only want to offer it if they believe that it's going to go sideways so it's a you know anybody who's sitting there saying well you know they're not paying their rent anyway well they're they're delusional because nobody can actually say that because I don't know what bank each individual uh, business is working with, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that, that's huge. That's huge. So, yeah, the big banks are a pain in the rear end to get a hold of, and you spend an hour and a half just getting through to a human being you can talk to, but then they immediately will tell you the options and the programs that they have available because they're vetted and well thought out. Talk to the small banks, and they're like, well, what's the problem? Why can't you make the payment this month? And now we got to go through a whole litany, and they want my financials, and they want to know who my tenants are and all these other things. It's a very different situation. So we've got that going on, guys. 
with the tenants. Now, let's just real quick, let's talk, Tim, if you're able, about some of the provisions or some of the things that are that are supposed to be available in the CARES Act and how that might fix this if, in fact, they actually are able to work together and pass something. Well, this is where it goes back to, and, and my strategy is always, I am one component in uh, advisory uh, process for my clients. It, you know, this is this is when you know business owners need to have their their team together. They have their legal advisor, their their financial a, a banker that they have a relationship with over time. All those things we talked about. So where we are right now is you need to be building. You know, whoever your bank and your loan provider is, uh, you need to be having that conversation. As it talked about communication, communication with your landlord. It's important that you work out a plan with them. Communication with uh, your banker so that you can navigate, find out which of these programs, which approach is going to be best for you. Just like John discussed, uh, you know, each business is going to be different. Uh, one uh, one loan product is not going to be, you know, for one business is not going to fit each business. But, you know, even outside that, that cares, the CARES Act, as John says, that is at best a stop gap. And, uh, and I think what, uh, what we need to be looking at here is um, looking at the opportunities of working with your employers. A lot of these small businesses have had to cut staff and, um, and, and doing some work out when it comes to uh, operating, you know, maintaining that business so that it can weather the storm. One of those big components is dealing with that 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 landlord. And, so, uh, Tim, and let me tell, Tim, let me stop you there and tell you this. <clears throat> I agree with what you're saying, but first is as you go into, you know, that people who own property should have their attorneys, should have their their, you know, should have their commercial real estate agent they they should have all these they don't have any of these people most of the time i mean let's get real these people many of the people who put money together think the way that they get there is by being cheap and thrifty and the notion of hiring people along the way never even occurred to them so now when we talk about calling up the bank and talking to them let me just caution you folks as a as an asset protection specialist and let you know that if this situation, see, we can argue about the fact whether or not the virus is as profound as it as it as they're making it out to be, and as as yeah, our. And, but I, and that's I, a, it's immaterial, Todd. Right? I, I, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, it's it, it's immaterial. Of business operation in our economy, right? Now. I agree. So, so the, my point, Tim, was is that regardless of the of the of the of the virus and what it is or is not, here's the one thing we can all agree on. The impact on the economy is profound. That's as real as the as the day is long. And if this is a prolonged situation, the very lenders who are willing to work with you now will take the very thing that you told them on the telephone and use it as ammunition in the future to pursue you if this thing keeps going. And that's why when you call a lender, you better be careful what you say. Oh. You know, you tell them that you have all the reserves you need, you're doing just fine, but you'd like a little help. Well, look, the person taking that call may very well be taking all that information down in your file. And now when we're three, four months further down the road, they know you have the funds to, to justify pursuit and they foreclose on you and they pursue you on all of those dollars as opposed to believing you don't have the money and it makes no sense. So you got to be very careful what you talk, what you say to these lenders, you know, just pick up the phone and arbitrarily call them isn't necessarily always the best idea. No, my point is, is always, first of all, uh, as you said, 
we don't even know what these options are when it comes to the programs that the CARES Act is putting together. Um, you know, the, the bankers are, are have the, over this past week and a half been trying to be educated on that. Uh, I, I would always advise any business owner, uh, part of that I've talked about, you're going to make me uh, put together a, a, a good list of for your listeners here. They need to have that, um, uh, that uh, the, the attorney, they need to have uh, someone who can be an advisor, a business advisor. I've worked with you. A lot of my clients would work with you, Todd. You're the type of person that I would, would be referring my clients to talk to before or along with uh, talking to business bankers so that they can have a, a strategic approach. Todd, I know this is a word that you like to use, and I like to use it well. Every business needs to have a strategy. Even if you didn't have a strategy in place before, you can still, at this moment, at this time, work with your advisors to put together a strategy to navigate through this difficult time. Um, what, what often happens is, is that paralysis, right? Uh, business owners, they get hit with something that they haven't planned for. And then they freak out. They 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 then they freeze. And the, um, and, but Tim, Tim, they never plan for it. <clears throat> the but, number so, of people. So, but no, I'm talking about now. So we got to talk. So so the, they need to be talking to people who could give them solid advice. Agreed. And, and I'm gonna and, and it's gonna cost a little bit. But but what they what they failed to realize in the past. Hopefully, at this point, they can recognize that that time spent with with. Uh, people who can give them sound advice. We talked about these uh, these, these leases and uh, these force majeure clauses. I know we're going to talk about them in the future. There's certain uh, steps and, and, and actions right now that these business owners uh, probably should have uh, two weeks ago been taking to in, in part of that communication to just kind of protect their interest. Again, this is the sort of thing a business owner, uh, they may know their business, but but how to strategically plan and handle these situations um, is, is something that they're absolutely going to have to bring some more minds. All right. So li- um, so so listen. Yeah. So so here's the thing, John. So here's the thing about it. They they don't plan. Um, you know, I, I I I deal with this all the time. And when I advise business owners to go to somebody like yourself, John, to buy commercial real estate, because there's a lot of people who take their retirement funds, self direct those funds, and buy commercial real estate because of the cash flow, buying the income stream, as we say in the business, that gives them potentially more income with the same amount of money when investing in commercial real estate. And and they love that, but they're not business people. And so when I say to them, okay, you're buying your third property. Why are you buying them all with the same bank? You know, because when things go wrong, we can pick and choose which one we do pay and which one we don't pay. And they all think I'm nuts because they, they say, why would you think that way? I mean, uh, these people are really good to me. They're my friends because they're never thinking about when things go wrong. And look, folks, nothing goes wrong until it does. And most of you are saying, well, this is something unprecedented. And you, other than this, you would never have to think that way. Oh, you are so wrong about that. And so I'm always of the opinion that we need to do asset protection. We're always worried about what we say and how we plan. But most people, John, aren't, are they? No, they tend to get stuck into a a pattern and and that's just human nature there's a pattern to what you do and you you like to um you like to make sure that you're working with the guys you know and it's a lot easier right it's easier to work with the same banker that you uh that you use all the time and you want to make sure that um 
that the, you go back to the same guy and you don't have to redo your financials, right? Yeah, and it's a mistake. And and then and then they make sure that if you're going to get a loan from them, that that all of your accounts are now moved over to this bank. And that way, if you don't pay, we can simply draw the money right out of your account. You have no control right. over it. All of those right. lovely things. And everybody's just a good person, you know, and they just want to do the right thing. <clears throat> they have no notion of actually doing asset protection to any degree because it's foreign to them. And the idea that they should pay anybody, people like us right now who are advisors and they're sitting there saying, how in the world am I supposed to pay people like you when I can't afford to pay my bills? Well, listen, I got a better plan. Just keep paying until you run out of money and then you won't have any money to get any help from anyone. And everything you wanted to preserve is now all gone. Wow. Let's take a break and we'll come back talking with attorney, real estate attorney, Tim LaCroix and commercial real estate agent and portfolio commercial manager, John Whitcomb from Metro East CRE.com commercial. We'll be right back. Commercial real estate. If you're looking to lease, purchase or sell commercial real estate, working with the right team is everything. Metro East commercial real estate is the name to know. John and Ann Whitcomb, along with their team, have over 35 years experience. They have the knowledge and skill to represent and guide you every step of the way. Whether you're a seasoned professional real estate investor, a business owner, or possibly would just like to learn and gain knowledge to get involved in commercial real estate investing, Metro East Commercial Real Estate should be your first call. You can find them on the web by going to metroeastcre.com. That's M-E-T-R-O-E-A-S-T-C-R-E.com or by calling them at 651 651- 351-5005. Again, that number, 651-351-5005. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave, but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Me Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY. Or go online to SMA2DAY.com. 
Tonto.com. The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Yes. Laurel and Hardy. Oh, yes. Butch and Sundance. That's right. Turner and Hooch. Okay. Tango and Cash. Uh, all right. Starsky and Hutch. Uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Okay. Batman and Robin. Thank you. Got the idea. It's that every superhero needs a sidekick. That's why when Jason Walgrave needs help for his customers, he calls on Mike Overson at Leader One Financial. Find out how to get started on making your plan today at applywithmike.com because he's super. Laverne and Shirley. Exactly. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So, if you are uh, a landlord or tenant, the the first thing I want to say, and I'm trying to make this point, and, you know, maybe now and only now are people really going to listen you don't sign these documents without talking to somebody who's had a chance to look at them and and vet them. You know, uh, writing a purchase agreement on an investment property. I don't care what you do on your single family home. You can do what you want, but when 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 we work with people on investment properties, we go to Tim and Tim drafts our purchase agreement. And in that purchase agreement, we're very conscious of what we call release clauses. Release clauses give us the ability to frankly write any purchase agreement we want. And then we have time to actually do our due diligence and determine if we're actually going to go forward because the release clauses were created to let us out of that lease for a multitude of reasons so that we can get out of it. Well, most of you wouldn't even consider that because, you know, the real estate agent does it for free. And don't forget the real state agent doesn't want you to exit out of the out of the out of the purchase agreement because they want you to go forward because that's how they get paid their commission well likewise here when we're dealing with things like a lease if you're signing a lease if you're a landlord if you're crafting a lease all of these things become incredibly important and one of the things that we brought up before the break that I want to hit on that I think is so important and is in some not all leases is the four Major clause. And so, Tim, could you talk a little bit about what is that clause? What does it do and what does it enable someone to do? Yeah, simply put, um, force majeure, it's a French word, uh, means uh, you know, superior force. The idea, though, is this is what is commonly referred to as acts of God, right? Uh, and and it, it has, prior to the, um, uh, the events of 9 11 and some of these other national and now worldwide events uh has been considered boilerplate kind of language the, the clause you throw at the end of a, a a contract just to to cover one base well after 9-11 and certainly now after this uh, uh this pandemic and the government action and in, re- in response uh these clauses are, are uh, super important, and a lot of landlords and tenants are realizing how important these are. And these are clauses that are going to say something like, uh, you know, some event, some catastrophe, some act of God, war, disruption of supply chain, etc., might res- uh, might uh, release one or both, either the landlord or landlord and tenant, from their duties or certain duties and obligations under the lease. Uh, now your question is, you know, what do those? What do well, those well, first of all, first of all, first of all, yeah. Tim, that's very ambiguous, isn't it? What oh, actually okay. does or does not qualify under so, that circumstance? Almost all of these these clauses, they'll they'll have a laundry list, right? For you know, as in, and they'll list all these things or any other unforeseen event. 
what is that? <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to get into weeds, but, you know, I said this is a French word, acts of God. That tends to be not well-defined in English law. It's more defined in, in, from what I understand, French law. I'm not a French lawyer, a European scholar, but my understanding is in, um, uh, in English law, acts of God are not well-defined. So these are, are very ambiguous. They're the sorts of things that keep people like me employed. Yeah, um, yeah. Because we, we have to try to figure out what they mean. And, there's there's and, too much gray area, Tim. And and, and all that means is can you defend it? Can you pursue utilizing it? If you're the tenant, you want to know, can, can, you, can you demonstrate with your attorney? Remember something, folks. Under law, it's what you can prove or maybe even what you can actually uh, overcome in, in a court of law. So it's never, I'm right. That's not enough. <laughs> it's gotta be what you, what you can actually defend. Now, hang on, Tim. John, I want to know if I have a tenant, if I'm your tenant, John, and I call you up and I say, yeah, you know, uh, I read through my, through my lease and it says, I've got this clause that says that if there's an act of God and this is surely not, not something within my control, I don't have to pay you anything. And what do you say as the landlord? To that, maybe that's what I would say. If I'm the landlord, I don't say maybe. I say that's not correct. That's what I say. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get a. a, You know, we're gonna see each other in court. Basically, it's not a. You know, big picture. Landlords want to want their tenants to be in place. They want their tenants to be making money, and they want their tenants you know, first of all, pay their rent and expenses and to be good citizens. So, so uh, one of the big examples that, that hit the news this week was, uh, or might even have been late last week, was the Cheesecake Factory. They've got uh, restaurants all over the country. And as a corporate policy, they said they are not paying rent, they're not paying taxes, they're not paying CAM. They just totally shut down and that was, you know, I don't know the number of stores that they have, but that's an example of a corporate, national corporate policy just saying we're not going to pay. Good well, luck. I, I know another I know another large corporation that said they want they want to amend their leases for the next four years based on what's happening with coronavirus right now. So I, <laughs> I mean, I understand what you're saying and, and that's a, it's a dramatic thing. And, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be transparent here and I probably shouldn't be, but I own a lot of property. Um, quite a few, um, single family, multi unit, whatever. And I'm gonna tell you, but as of Friday of last week on over 20, properties i had called every one of the banks or financial institutions and i've gotten a forbearance which is to forbear going forward with any foreclosure action or or any collection activity to get the bank to agree that at least three to four months i don't have to make payments now i'm going to be honest with you i am certainly not going to call up every one of my tenants and say oh by the way i don't have to pay rent so you don't have to either that is not going to happen from a landlord perspective so what goes on on one side of the table and what goes on on the other side of the table are two very distinctively different things aren't they john yeah very much so and and again sometimes uh in this in the last few weeks we've heard of banks that will uh, give, give a one month or two or three month reprieve, but it may only be on principle. 
They may, one of the ideas that banks are coming up with is just switching the loan to an interest only for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And that gives the, the owner some reprieve. So in case the, the tenant isn't paying or is paying a portion of the rent, uh, it, it doesn't create a, a, a dysfunction or a, a fault in the loan itself. And again, once you start going down that path or even prior to going down that path, you want to make sure you've got a good advice from, you know, someone like yourself or Tim so that when, when these processes are happening, you're covered legally and, and then it's documented properly. But, um, it's not, it's not, uh, the same for the owner creating a, a better situation for themselves to then better the position of their tenant. You know, it's really, it's the, the owners have to watch out for themselves. The tenants have, have their own issues to deal with, but um, I think th- I think that's what you were referring to. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, I mean, here's part of the problem is there's a lot of people out there who first know mentally people don't want to consider that they're in a compromised position. It's fear. It They, they mentally push it away. And so their reaction to this situation is, I'm doing just fine, thank you very much. And what they don't take into account is, what about if this situation is prolonged? And again, I'm not talking about the virus. I'm talking about the impact financially. That's what I'm talking about. And so, Tim, I want to ask you, uh, for all the people who are doing just fine, thank you very much because they've got three or four or six months worth of reserves to be able to survive and let's be honest many small business owners don't have any reserves so you know if i call up john and i say i'm not going to pay and maybe i'm a good guy and i say i'll pay the common area maintenance so you can maintain the property but i'm not going to pay you any more rent and now that individual is in a circumstance where that rent was actually their monthly cash flow to pay their own house payment, to put food on the table, keep the heat on, what have you. And now that landlord calls you up. What's the situation? What can that landlord do to me if I just say I'm going to stop paying rent? Well, it's, you know, it's interesting. So, first of all, going back to those force majeure clauses and, and maybe backtrack just a bit because I think this helps answer the question is, you know, they, first of all, the lease may not have that in, in there. And so uh, there may not be any reprieve for that tenant, period. Right. If it is, it's likely to be landlord friendly and release the landlord from duties under the lease, but not release the tenant. Of course. Of co- hang on, Tim. Of course, because the landlord paid an attorney to draft a proper lease that was in their best interest. And because the, the, the purchaser or the tenant rather is cheap and doesn't want to spend any money on any legal counsel, there was no negotiation within that lease whatsoever. And so as, as you just said, it's absolutely favorable to the landlord. It- Absolutely, absolutely. There's not a, uh, uh, there's not a, again, a landlord does this routinely. Business owners do this only occasionally. And so, yes, they've invested it. This is their business, right? This is the landlord's business. Uh, If that, if that, if there is some provision in there to protect the tenant, it may specifically exclude paying rent. So I've got a call. One of the early calls with this was, uh, was with a, a, a potential client who owned a, a gym, they were shut down and say, oh, you know, what, what's my force majeure clause? It's going to let me out of this, right? And, of course, I read it, and it specifically states that that it, that, that they, given these events, the tenant could be reduced except for the payment of rents. 
So I mean, it, it's black and white. So uh, you know, when that when that business owner and 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 tenant tries to call the landlord and says, "I'm I'm not going to uh, pay rent." Uh, what's going to happen is th- there there's no protection under the lease in that case. In other words, the landlord is would be fully within their rights to send out those default letters and demands according to the terms of the lease and 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 follow the remedies under that lease up to eviction and collection action. And, now, and, and, and oh, go ahead. And, and we we yeah, got to take, take a break here. We got to take a break. But yeah, listen, and here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. If that landlord has that lease that Tim just described, where they don't have any reprieve under the force majeure clause, the, the, the issue is very simple. That landlord is going to hire an attorney to sue you for the remaining 39 months or whatever it happens to be left on that lease, plus any additional costs that they incur. Now, if at some point down the road they get a new tenant, well, then maybe there's some type of, 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 of lesser amount. But the reality is you're going to get sued not for today day that you haven't paid but for the entire length of the lease entire term of the lease that's yeah. right that's right so let's take a break and we will be back with john whitcomb from metro east cre he is a commercial real estate uh, uh, real estate agent and he is a specialist we also have attorney tim Lacroix, who's a real estate attorney specialist we'll be right back commercial real estate if you're looking to lease purchase or sell commercial real estate working with the right team is everything metro east commercial real estate is the name to know john and ann whitcomb along with their team have over 35 years experience they have the knowledge and skill to represent and guide you every step of the way whether you're a seasoned professional real estate investor a business owner or possibly would just like to learn and gain knowledge to get involved in commercial real estate investing metro east commercial real estate should be your first call you can find them on the web by going to MetroEastCRE.com. That's M E T R O E A S T C R E.com, or by calling them at 651 351 5005. Again, that number, 651-351-5005. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763 571 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. Four convenient offices in the Twin Cities. GreatWatersFinancial.com The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Yes. Laurel and Hardy. Oh, yes. Butch and Sundance. That's right. Turner and Hooch. Okay. Tango and Cash. Uh, all right. Starsky and Hutch. Uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Okay. Batman and Robin. Thank you. Got the idea. It's that every superhero needs a sidekick. That's why when Jason Walgrave needs help for his customers, he calls on Mike Overson at Leader One Financial. Find out how to get started on making your plan today at ApplyWithMike.com because He's super. Laverne and Shirley. Exactly. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. 
You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to sma2day.com You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about the current situation under coronavirus and how that's affecting commercial uh, real estate tenants, landowners, and everybody else. I want to bring up a point, guys, that I think is so very, very important. Uh, if it, if the situation is prolonged, we're going to see a lot of people in compromised situations. Now, some points I want to make. Uh, one, when it comes to commercial real estate, uh, you don't have the same foreclosure laws that are that are there for, for homeowners. We don't have statutory redemption in the same way we have in homes. And here's the other thing that I want to bring up. And that is that whomever forecloses owns the property once the foreclosure process is complete. And I want to make a point here. I had a a, a client um, who actually he, he became a client after the fact. But here's the deal. He had a half million dollar commercial property. He borrowed $50,000 from somebody because he needed to sell the property and he wanted more time to sell the property because he wasn't able to get the top dollar that he was looking for. Well, it went on and on and on and he wasn't able to sell it and he wasn't able to sell it. And finally, the, the uh, individual who he had signed a note with and who had collateralized their note against that commercial property began the foreclosure process. Now, the individual who owned the property continued to try to sell the property at top dollar because they're penny wise and, 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 uh, and dollar foolish. And as a result, thought all along that no big deal because if they do take the property over, they're going to sell it. And whatever they sell it for, I'm going to get the balance after the $50,000 is paid. <laughs> that is not correct at all. The person who foreclosed on a $500,000 commercial asset over a $50,000 loan that they made, got the $500,000 property, didn't give this guy a penny, and actually sued him for the payments and the interest that he didn't make over that time on top of 
what they got for the property. So you need to know that if this thing is extended for all of you who are smugly saying, I'm doing very well, thank you very much, you need to know how these things come down and why you seek counsel and help to, 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 to help you with this. Now, John, a lot of these people should consider that they're going to have to sell their commercial property because, John, we both know that when something like that happens, when I, that I just described a foreclosure process, that particular property becomes what's known as a toxic asset. And the value of that property is now its bank value, and that's what that means, toxic property, bank value, and it's written down probably at least 30%, and they may be lucky if they actually get it. Well, imagine if the person has a $300,000 property, $100,000 in equity, and it's written down 30%. That means their equity position just evaporated into nothing, and they lost everything. What do you do about that, John? Well, you, you plan ahead first and you don't get yourself in that spot. <laughs> call you, call me, call Tim early. Don't wait. But you know, that was that that's um that's really what triggered uh the the situation in oh eight is is the uh the assets did start going down in value, people weren't reacting quickly enough and uh the, the you start chasing the market. And uh, if for some reason you're out there in the upper Midwest and you feel like, hey, you know, the market's solid, uh, it was solid a month ago, I was thinking about selling the property, but I'm going to wait now, you may not want to wait. You may want to pull the trigger sooner rather than later and get ahead of the curve because if assets do start uh, coming to the market through either uh, bank leverage or a foreclosure or or some for some reason people aren't able to hold on to their assets or they're being forced to put them on the market and there becomes uh, an overabundance of of commercial property the values will continue to go down so my suggestion would be get out in front of it if you're thinking about selling in the next you know, 12 to 24 months, the near term, I would do it sooner rather than later. And that's not necessarily a direct plug, but but it don't wait, I guess, is the is the answer. John, it, 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 I don't care if it's a plug or not. It's accurate. I mean, the interest rates are still low. OK, that's 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 important to understand. And so while you may say, well, this is a terrible environment to sell my property. Well, what happens when it gets worse? And what happens when you have no money to make decisions with anymore? Wouldn't you have wished you had taken the lesser offer before as compared with the even lesser, lesser offer now? And, oh, by the way, interest rates have gone up. I'm going to tell you that that what I expect is going to happen. First, know this. There are, our residential real estate market is flourishing right now. And that's great because interest rates are really low and because these are homeowners. But what you need to understand about commercial real estate and investment real estate in general is that it's not based on the going rate as much as it is the operations. And that's simply your annual rent roll minus your expenses. And what does the property actually make? Well, you can only imagine without three or four or six months worth of 
worth of rents, what your operations are going to look like and how that devalues your commercial or investment properties. If you're going to sell them, sell them now. Get yourself out of that situation and then you can take advantage of what I suspect may very well be a declining real estate market in the future. We're probably going to see deflation in real estate. Very possibly we'll see inflation in consumer goods and commercial investment real estate. We may see deflation. So what do you think about that, uh, Tim? No, I, I 100% agree. So this is a this is a, a, a great opportunity if you're in a situation where, as John said, that you were considering thinking, don't be intimidated. Um, you, you, there, there are there are plenty of people who are not intimidated themselves at this point and would be willing to purchase that property uh, based on its current cap rate, its current valuation. So uh, that that's I think an, a, a great asset protection strategy is to uh, consider selling that uh, again. There is no moratorium on foreclosure on commercial real estate <laughs> right now. Uh, you may have courts are, are a little slow, but but they are grinding surely on these on these issues and. Um, uh, Bankruptcies are already up. Bankruptcies are already up as of last month. It's already happening. So, and I'm not trying to be, you know, the, 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 the wolf in the wilderness who's, who's the, who's the alarmist here. I'm just saying be intelligent, right? I mean, I'm just saying be intelligent here. Yeah. And there, and, and look, call John and talk to him. Uh, you, you need to sell your property and you can still get, a, get a good price for it and you still have equity and you're still going to walk away with money. Hey, do it now uh, if you're going to hang on to it. Well, then you better have the reserves to deal with the issues. It's very important. So John Wickham, you can give him a call. His uh, website is Metro, M-E-T-R-O, East, E-A-S-T, C-R-E.com. And Tim LaCroix, attorney Tim LaCroix. Hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, Give these guys a call. Myself, Tim, John, we're all here to help you minimize the damage and rebuild on the other side. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. Score North on AM 1500 KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. 94.5 KSTP FM St. Paul HD2.